This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. Here's I got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Saturday, 12 August, year of earlier 2023. We're now going to get, you know, we had uh, we had Kerry at Iowa. We had uh, Matt Rosendale with a big update of what the House Freedom Caucus is working on. Of course, Naomi on this explosive ongoing story on Pfizer. Uh, we now get to the meat of what I'd hope had been two hours. And I want to say we're this is a kickoff of, of, of a lot of effort we're going to put in this. And I've got three of my favorite people, Bill McGinley, Caroline Wren and Brian Kennedy to join us. First, and I'll start with uh, McGinley because I'll get the legal aspect. And Bill was uh, cabinet was the secretary of the cabinet in President Trump's first term, and, and someone that people in the Trump movement have come to rely on uh, uh, with his wisdom and judgment and discernment, not simply his legal uh, understanding and acumen. Bill, the first thing I want to put to you, Caroline and, and Kennedy, is this move yesterday by Merrick Garland. I mean, here we're talking about impeachment efforts. Or, you know, I'm all over Rosendale this morning about when are we going to start the impeachment effort? Just walk through it. I know you're not a criminal lawyer, but just walk through what exactly is going on. And do you think this was more of a strategic move by Garland to to shut down any other investigations that could, could be going on? Well, there's a couple of things that I'm looking at. The first one is I'd like them to release if they haven't already the letter from David Weiss to Merrick Garland recommending that he be appointed as a special counsel uh, to give him even more um, autonomous authority to investigate Hunter Biden, but also the letter from Garland designating him a special counsel. And the reason I want to see that letter is I'd like to see the parameters, the boundaries of the scope of the investigation. If you remember when Jeff Sessions appointed uh, Mueller, uh, on the Russia probe, it talked about the you know potential collusion, but it basically gave him authority to follow the facts wherever they lead to, uh, to make whatever prosecutions. Does Garland grant Weiss the same type of authority uh, to follow the facts and apply the law uh, that Sessions did with Mueller? The other thing is, is this has the potential to be a uh, an iron wall that falls down on the congressional investigations, both into Hunter Biden, his business dealings uh, and the potential of uh, Joe Biden's involvement. I mean, over the last couple of weeks, the House Oversight and Ways and Means Committee um, have been releasing some documents and evidence that they've been able to develop both in terms of the LLCs, the banks, but also the whistleblowers from within the the investigation itself saying that we were not given free reign to follow the facts. And so will those people, the whistleblowers, are they off of the case now? Uh, Will they be restored? Um, Will um, additional independent prosecutors who have not been involved in FBI agents, IRS agents and others be brought into this investigation? Um, The one thing that, that a lot of folks haven't focused on is when you appoint a special counsel, 
Um, at the conclusion of the investigation, the special counsel is required, as Garland said, to submit a report to the attorney general explaining why he or she uh, decided to prosecute the individuals that they did charge. But more importantly, why did they decline to charge uh, individuals who got swept up in the investigation and they decided not to pursue? And so what that really does is that, it, you know, Garland should immediately make that uh, document public once he receives it from Weiss. Uh, but I'm not optimistic that this is going to be wrapped up before the 24 election. And that leads really to the punchline that I think everybody needs to focus on. Um, this is why the 24 election is now even going to be more important, uh, because we need to make sure that we have a Republican House. Um, we need to have a Republican Senate. Um, and we need to take over the White House. Wow. Uh, if I, let me go to you, Brian, because you're the strategist. Uh, is is Bill right? Does this even put more uh, uh, pressure on this? And and your thoughts about why Garland would appoint this? I don't know. Is it three or four years into this thing with Weiss? Uh, you know why? Why now? Why the day after Jack Smith says, oh, I want to go to trial on J6 on let me pick a random date. How about two January 2024, a couple of weeks before the Iowa kicks off the primary process? Brian Kennedy. Yeah, no, I think. Thank you, Steve. I think Bill is absolutely right. Um, this whole thing, though, to me, looks like this is a kind of theater that you just want to have lawfare continually piled one after another with these confusing layers of legal maneuvering, most of which is designed to perpetuate in any kind of news cycle this idea that there has been wrongdoing by President Trump that ought to be punished, that there are all these co-conspirators, and that the Trump administration was illegal then, should be illegal now, and that the entire apparatus of the communist left that dominates the Democratic Party and its politicians is going to be put reinforcing that view. Jack Smith will be one angle of attack, and the special counsels will be another angle of attack, all designed to give the illusion that there's a kind of law and order and justice being carried out when, in fact, for most Americans, it's going to look purely political. But they and MSNBC and what have you are going to do their best to make this look like something legal is happening. And the Republicans really need to step up their game and challenge all this for what it is, which is political theater designed to demoralize MAGA. And, and that, that's our big challenge right now, getting the Republicans motivated. Is, is your, your, we, had, we had Rosendale on the start of the show. Are you saying you think that challenge ought to start when they get back about this whole appropriations and funding of it all? Because you, you would argue that the special counsel here is really – to obfuscate and hide, right? Right when there was some momentum to go to have some sort of open, uh, informal impeachment inquiry. Yes, that I think absolutely. I think this is theater designed to to confuse the American people. Look, we're living in the age of mass propaganda. The government spreads the begins the propaganda. The various agencies within the government propagate it as well. And the news media does its part in making sure that this is pre presented everywhere in the most confusing possible way. And the only thing that stops that are Republicans in Congress who have the 
authority in these committees to either defund them, challenge them, or hold oversight of them. But to the extent that any of these special counsels will then claim, if they're allowed to go forward, that they can't speak about these matters because there's an ongoing investigation, which is the usual game played in Washington, then this just gets perpetuated. And again, it's designed to confuse the American people. I want to put a pin in uh, something that Bill McGinley said uh, to finish, and I'm going to get uh, Brian and, and Caroline uh, as we go into this thing about Ohio. The stakes couldn't be higher now with this, and and Bill and uh, and uh, Brian's exactly right. Lawfare is at a level. Propaganda is at a level. This is all going to get down to political will and and the politics of it, because this more than ever now we win. Now we need to not just take back the presidency. We need to take these Senate seats and take the Senate. We need to hold the House and actually build as majority and at the same time get some leadership in there that has some stones. Caroline, some of the people looking at this with a jaundiced eye and saying that they believe that with everything and they would agree, even agreeing with McGinley and, and, and Kennedy, that this is actually a first step, a very cynical first step of the ability of the Democrats understanding they got a losing hand with the Biden regime because now he's trailing Trump. Trump's got, what, 100 indictments against him with a thousand years in prison. Uh, the American people are kind of over it, right? They think it's political interference, that this is the first step that they can, as the, as the special counsel develops, they can then uh, do the pivot to the uh, Newsom, Michelle Obama, you know, uh, Whitmer, you name it. Your thoughts? Yeah, that could absolutely be what's going on here. But I, I do think Mayor Garland and Joe Biden seem to be very much in cahoots together. So I'd be surprised if that is the the play that is happening there. You know, I, I think it is all theater as well. I have, like, no faith at all in this judicial system. I mean, anyone that Mayor Garland would appoint, you, there's no reason why we would trust any of this. They've been claiming to be investigating Hunter Biden for forever, and there's no consequences. But I, I do think that, uh, for at least for the Republican side, a lot of this, the process is the punishment. And I would like to see that a little bit on the left. You know what? I would love to see the Republicans be doing more to investigate and bring in their, their fundraisers and their campaign staff, and that they're trying to bankrupt on the Republican side anyone who works in Republican politics whatsoever. Like, who's paying Joe Biden's legal bills? Is anyone asking these? Who's paying Hunter Biden's legal bills? Are people fundraising? Are they setting up legal defense funds? These are all questions that we should be asking. These are the kind of behind-the-scenes warfare, at least, that I follow. I can't speak as much to the—I'm not an attorney on, the, on the, the legal side of these things, but I would like to see some process punishment for these folks and that the Republicans who have the ability to do this through the House need to step up a little bit more and be doing it. And some— media asking these type of questions instead of just being in the tank for the Biden family. Okay, I want to pivot now. Uh, McGinley raised the stakes. Now it's in high relief. We got to win and we got to win everywhere. I want to go back to Ohio and I want you to summarize and then we'll go to break and I'll bring the guys in. I want you to summarize what exactly happened in Ohio. We conservatives and pro-lifers in the Ohio Assembly selected the date. They selected the the issue uh, to not get to November and have to face this thing head on, the abortion issue. They, they did this on a constitutional basis in early August when they thought that only the, the most serious people would vote. Tell us what happened. 
I don't think there was any smart coordination or thinking forward when they did it. And it seems to me like a lot of this comes back to Frank LaRose, who's now thought this could be a, a launching point for his Senate race and instead was a total disaster. He's the secretary of state in Ohio. And we have a turnout problem. We have a turnout machine problem in our party. And so the idea, we used to be great at turning out in special elections. That is not the case right now. We've lost the Wisconsin special election. We got killed, as we've talked about. There's also been special elections in 2019. We've really, I mean, lost everything in 2018, 2020, 2022. And so the idea that we were going to pull off some special election on this um, in the dead of summer is ridiculous. Now, it wouldn't have been ridiculous back in past cycles, going back to 2004 to 2016, we did well. So what happened was they put this amendment on the uh, to, to the voters, and it was very confusing. In fact, I was in Ohio, and they'd sent me over this briefer to talk about, you know, issue one, because Carrie was out there. And I'm reading it. I couldn't even really figure out what this issue was necessarily about. There was no messaging strategy, and the left was screaming, this is about abortion, abortion, abortion. And on the right, I, you know, it was about, oh, we just want to raise this 60 percent threshold for a, a constitutional amendment to pass. But like that is not going to get people uh, in the summer when they have their kids to go to the go to the polls. Like it was confusing messaging. There was not any serious money behind it. In fact, I think there was about 16 million or so spent in Ohio, and 14 million of that was spent on behalf of the Democrats trying to kill this. And there was no cohesive money strategy, no messaging strategy, and we got crushed. In fact, issue. I mean, Tim Ryan who was on their ballot almost got the, this issue almost got the same amount of votes as he did as a Democrat Senate candidate in Ohio. That is how big their turnout was. And Trump had won Ohio by eight points in 16 and 20. We lost this by 14 points. That is a massive swing in the other direction. And now this is something that will be on the ballot. They're going to do it in 2024 in Ohio. And also they're doing it in Arizona. There's several other states. It, they found this a, a winning, you know, mechanism to really, really drive their turnout. And no Republicans have a strategy that I've heard of. Okay. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to take a commercial break. We're going to return. We're going to go through. I'm going to start with McGinley. we got Brian Kennedy. we got Caroline Wren. There's more than what meets the eye here. There's a deep structural problem that the left has grabbed onto with foreign money, you know, um, international money, an apparatus they've set up kind of off, off balance sheet. And it's not seen through the direct politics of Joe Biden's campaign or other campaigns. We're here to deal with the reality of politics in the 21st century and why everything may not be what you think it is at first. Short commercial break. Bill McGinley, Caroline Rand, Brian Kennedy joins us in the world. It's all started. Everything's begun. And you are over. Cause we're taking down the CCP Spread the word all through Hong Kong We will fight till they're all gone We rejoice when there's no more Let's take down the CCP You should choose an air purifier like your life depends on it because it just might. Canadian wildfire smoke has blanketed the United States reaching as far as our southern states and with wildfire season in full swing nationwide toxic smoke is threatening our health. EnviroCleanse is military-grade air purification that's now available for your home. EnviroCleanse is specifically designed to wipe out airborne chemicals and viruses known to cause illness, allergies, and difficulty in breathing. Even toxic gases and particles found in wildfire smoke are no match for EnviroCleanse. That is how you keep your family healthy. 
And this is why the Department of Defense chose EnviroCleanse to protect the air on board our Navy combatants. And only EnviroCleanse comes with a free professional air quality monitor so you know your family's breathing purified air or you get your money back. Visit ekpure.com. That's ekpure.com. And use code Steve for 10% off your EnviroCleanse air purification unit. You'll also receive the free air quality monitor plus fast free shipping. That's $150 saving. Now visit ekpure.com. ekpure.com. Code word Steve. ekpure.com. Code word Steve. Take action. Use your agency. Bill McGinley, um, you have warned people for a number of years that, that the actual infrastructure apparatus of politics has changed in the 21st century. And quite frankly, a lot of people, the media and a lot of people have not caught up with it. Um, and now we've seen in, you know, the Wisconsin situation of the Supreme Court, the Kansas situation with the, the proposition for, for um, uh, abortion, uh, what happened in, in, um, in um, Ohio. The New York Times has said, hey, they have an issue. They have a coalition that's coming together. They have an infrastructure that's coming together. A simultaneous article came up and said there's two the, the Biden apparatus and the Biden campaign looks a little sleepy, uh, not raising a ton of money. But there's two billion dollars, I think, have already been committed for 2024 by these NGOs, outside groups, not for profit. And as Caroline Ren's been pointing out, a huge funder that's a guy in Switzerland is not an American citizen. So just walk us through this warning you've given. And now that you've raised the, the saying, hey. Uh, note to uh, the war and policy and to the MAGA movement. We have to win not just the White House. You also have to increase the, the hold this House and increase the seats. And you have to win the Senate. What is going on? What is this structural change that's happened in American politics? Look, I mean, this story really begins decades ago uh, when the left decided that the best way for them to win elections and really dominate politics in part was to build out a dark money infrastructure to juice their get out the vote uh, efforts. They've been at it really since the 2004 election when uh, President Bush surprisingly won re-election. Afterwards, they really decided that they need to get together, get more organized, coordinated, um, and really start uh, what can only be called a merit-based approach to try and determine which organizations and leadership, including the boards of directors, the officers, the consultants, um, are really going to give them the best opportunity to start winning elections. 2004 was their wake-up call. Uh, I, th I hope that 2000, uh, 2020, 2023 is going to be the wake-up call for the Republicans. So what have they done? What they've really done is they've, they've established a couple of groups. Um, Caroline is really good about the uh, Arabella Advisors, and I'll let her talk about that. But another one was Democracy Alliance, led by then a guy by the name of Rob Stein. And what he did is he went around with a PowerPoint presentation talking about what the, what the right did uh, uh, appropriately and correctly to try and dominate not only the issue environment, uh, the messaging environment, but also to try and turn their uh, voters out to the poll and engage in micro-targeting and polling Republicans out of deep blue precincts uh, where most people wouldn't have done that. Republicans didn't leave any Republican voter stone unturned. And in 2004, that was the last time the Republican Party at the presidential level was able to exceed the, uh, the, the polling margin by about three to four points. And it was done before big tech was there. And it was done by something called the 72-hour program, which was 
friend to friend, neighbor to neighbor, family member to family member, making sure that they were turning out to vote. Now, Steve, if you remember in the 2020 election, uh, you and I would talk a lot about a couple of very basic concepts that we would ask the war posse to do. And I think that a lot of the charge does lie with the with the war the the war room posse. The first one was own your vote. Remember, we said check your registration, make sure your registration is up to date, it's complete, and it's accurate. You know, be a force multiplier. Make sure that not only are you voting early or on election day, but make sure that all of your friends and family are doing the same, and also to volunteer for the efforts that you want. Now, that is only one component because when the left. Um, is do it, has built out this infrastructure. It allows them to innovate not only the messaging, but the techniques to drive their voters to the poll. And I think in 2023, what we're seeing in real time um, is the get out the dark money, get out the vote infrastructure for the left running vote labs. They're testing their messaging. They're testing their techniques. How do we get it in? If you remember before the Ohio vote, everybody was talking about uh, the significant early vote that was coming in and that maybe it favored uh, the conservative side. I was always very doubtful. And I think, you know, our fears were confirmed uh, the other night when Ohio came in and they lost by 14 votes. The Democrats and their soft money infrastructure is able to juice this get out the vote operation. Um, and it's very troubling. We should be running, uh, to borrow a bad sports analogy, the conservatives should be doing two-a-days right now to get ready for election season. Yeah. Um, we should really be testing everything and seeing what works and what does well, that's what we got to test it in the uh, we got to test it in this in the in Kentucky and Louisiana this fall and in Ohio. We have to do it. Uh, by the way, that was 14 points, not 14 votes, 14 percentage points. Your point Excuse is me, it's a huge spread. Uh, yeah. Kennedy, I'm going to get Caroline in here to talk about Arabella. But and when Bill just goes through. Um, the the you know everything he's talking about there with you know own your vote and force multiply and all that our, the war room posse are fabulous but at the end of the day they're not professional political operatives they're, 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 these are concerned citizens i would say amateurs aren't we faced with these ruthless professional political operatives that look at this totally different than we look at it. And that's what you're seeing now. These, these blowouts, and these, these are blowouts. And these things, there's a difference between a killing machine they're setting up with big-time dark money, much of it foreign, uh, with these uh, vicious political operatives that are coming up and just organized with technology, databases, uh, adv you know, every advanced system you have to make sure that they dominate these races, sir. No, I think that's right, Steve. If, if you look at, I mean, I think what Bill said is right, and I think what Caroline said was right, too, though. I mean, initiatives of the kind that they were trying to pull off in, in Ohio are not ideal for getting people out to vote. Changing, you know, parts of the Constitution in order to make it more difficult to change the Constitution are not easy for people to understand. And people's natural inclination when they see something confusing is to say no, and I'm pretty sure that's what's happened in Ohio substantially. But your main point is the right one. On the political left today, they have a professional class of people who operate that are well-funded, well-organized, and motivated by ideology and hatred of this country. And they're the ones running all these operations in the various states. 
Now, on the right, we are amateurs. We do things out of love. But during the summertime, and most of the time, we're simply operating out of love for our family and working hard and going to church and working in Little League and doing the kind of things that Americans do. We're not focused on politics 24 seven. I mean, even the war room here, which is probably the most powerful political force in the country and, and really the heart of MAGA, it still has lives to lead and jobs to, to perform. And so you can't expect them to do everything all the time. And you have the Republican Party, and what does it do? It's mostly an opponent of MAGA right now. And so if you're gonna change that dynamic, we have to take this much more seriously than we are today, because it's nice to say we ought to win, you know, hold, hold the House and win the White House. Today, we're not organized at all to achieve that. We have the greatest candidate, conservatives have the greatest candidate in Donald Trump, but they're all by themselves in, in the form of MAGA trying to help him. There's no organized effort to help Donald Trump become the president. In those six swing states, we're not organized today to win. In the same way we were crushed in Ohio the other day, we're going to get crushed in November of 2024 if we don't figure out what it will take to win the states we won last time and to win the six swing states. And today that's not happening. And so there needs to be kind of, there needs to be a wake-up call for Americans more broadly that the political right has a lot of work to do if we're going to have free and fair elections and eventually recover constitutional government. That today is not in the offing. That has to change. Uh, Caroline, I've got uh, 30 seconds before we're going to go to break. Uh, I thought that was the purpose of the RNC. Am, am I missing it? Caroline, give me 30 seconds. I'm going to bring you back right after the break. I thought the RNC was in charge of this organization effort at the national level and the state party level. I mean, they could be, but they're doing they're not doing anything. And I think that it has to be donor led. In 2004, when the Democrats came together, it was donor led. It was, in fact, George Soros who called a meeting and invited the top 30 progressive donors in the country who told the consultants in the party committees, hey, you just collectively wasted hundreds of millions of our dollars and we have nothing to show for it. And we are done funding you until you come back to us with a plan that involves investing in people, ideas and institutions that live beyond one election cycle. And he said, we just had our Pearl Harbor. You better fixed it. This is our Pearl Harbor moment. The donor should step up and say, fix it or we're not funding. Okay, hang on for one second. Brilliant point. Short commercial break. Robbie Robertson, who passed away this week at 80 years old. The wait. Be back in a moment. I picked up my bags and went looking for a place to hide. When I saw old Carmen and the devil walking side by side I said, hey Carmen, come on, let's go downtown She said, I gotta go, but my friend can stick around Take a load off, Fanny Take a load for free Moses, 
Imagine you're at your doctor's office. Your doctor glances up from the chart and says, and I quote, hey, whatever you're doing, keep it up, end quote. Now, that's the Field of Greens better health promise. Check out this customer testimonial. He said, and I want to quote here, I've been taking Field of Greens, and this is the second time my doctor has danced into the room praising my blood results. Credit where credit's due. Thanks, Field of Greens, end quote. Now, each fruit and vegetable in Field of Greens was medically selected for a specific health benefit. Some support vital organs like heart, lungs, and kidneys. Others support metabolism for healthy energy and weight loss. If you're busy, if you don't get enough exercise, if you eat too much fast food, take Field of Greens. Look, Field of Greens can't promise your doctor will dance into your room but they can promise at your next checkup, your doctor will notice you improve health or you get your money back. Let me repeat that. You get your money back. I trust Field of Greens for my health, and you can too. Let me get you started with 15% off. Visit fieldofgreens.com and use promo code Bannon. That's fieldofgreens.com, promo code Bannon. Take action today. Use your agency, fieldofgreens.com, promo code Bannon and get the better health promise. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay. Uh, as uh, Kennedy, McGinley, and Wren have said, the War Room Posse is all important to this. We need you to man the ramparts. And when you man the ramparts, we do not need you to have a worry about your financial condition. Because guess what? Somebody's come in, some cyber criminals come in and taken a se- taking your title, taking a second mortgage out on your home with a hard money lender at these interest rates. Because when you go to the hard money lender and say, hey, it was a cyber criminal that took it, they're going to say, wait for it, tough break for a swell guy or gal. So make sure you go to Home Title Lock today and check it out. Don't let anybody mess with your house. Remember, 90% of your net worth, if you're an average American, is tied up. Uh, your net worth is tied up in your house, so make sure nobody gets to it except yourself. HomeTitleLock.com. Caroline Wren, as Bill McGinley said, in 2004, when the donors had the wake-up call, Carl Rove, the one thing that Carl Rove did do, he put on that year, I think, ballot initiatives about abortion, stem cell research, all that, that drove evangelicals out. And as you remember, at 5 o'clock in the afternoon, up on, uh, what, Back Bay or Beacon Hill, whatever, John Kerry and Teresa Hines had their mansion uh, the campaign manager turned to uh, Kerry and said, Mr. President-elect, congratulations. It was only late in the night in southern Ohio that we won that one. When you say this is our, that was their Pearl Harbor, this is ours. What do you mean by that? And what are you calling on donors to do now? What, what action do you want the big money to get focused on to do so that we can not just compete, but we can be victorious in November 2024, ma'am? 
Yeah, I think our Pearl Harbor was 2020. And now we, we and then 2022, like we should have been prepared and weren't. And now we're going into 2024. And so we are, we are far out from our Pearl Harbor and there is not a serious effort. I think what we have to do is emulate the structure that the Democrats are doing. And the two things that came out of that meeting in 2004 were Democracy Alliance and Arabelle Advisors. And Democracy Alliance, the way it's structured is it's a membership organization of progressive donors. And they have now over 600 members who commit to spend spending $300,000 a year at the alliance's direction. And what happens, some people are spending, you know, 20 million a year, all the way down to the 300,000. They pool together these funds, and then the alliance actually goes in and vets progressive groups and decides who is deserving of the funds. They also control how the money is spent when they vet it and say, you can't go spend a bunch of money on consultants. You can't go spend these ridiculous fees on television ads, or else you won't be in a sanctioned group of the alliance. And they have their meetings, and they fund up to four to six years in advance. I was uh, talking with Bill and sending him some of the, I've been able to get some of the paperwork from their meetings. They had a meeting in 2015 about the 2020 election. They fully fund the 2020 election four years in advance. So right now they're meeting, they're funding 2028. They're funded for 2024. It's highly effective. The second side of this is Arabelle Advisors. What they are is a philanthropic consulting firm. So they went to these guys and said, hey, we are going to set up a family foundation for you. And so you have everything from the Ford Foundation, Knight Foundation, Silicon Valley Foundation, Open Society Foundation, all these foundations pulled together and they're managed by Arabella. And they say, put your money in here, you'll get a big tax deduction. And then they have these incubators set up. It's three C3s and a corresponding C4. And that way they are just pulling from these funds out of these out of their family foundations and it is just a limitless amount of money that is available to them it's highly coordinated it's highly effective and there's no reason I'm, I'm kind of done trying to just expose it we should be emulating it as republicans and the biggest headache for me is i've met with so many republican donors about this republican donors don't realize that you can fund voter registration and political activity through C3s. Republican donors fund their college football teams, they fund their cancer research and different things, and they fund their churches through C3s. That's what they think they can do in their philanthropic giving. The left weaponized C3 giving a long time ago, in fact, almost, you know, close to 20 years now, and we are just not catching up. We're throwing money at super PACs and television ads. It's never going to work, and our Pearl Harbor moment has come and passed many times, and there's no solution. Caroline, what is your what is your uh, what's the information that the people get to you? How do they get to you? How do they f follow you on social media? Sure. My social media is at Caroline Wren. And then if they want some of the reading materials I have on this, I'm happy to share it. And you can email me at CWREN5024 at ProtonMail.com. Perfect. And we want people to overwhelm Caroline because she loves the work. Caroline, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you. Bill McGinley, to Caroline's point, though, I thought the Koch's didn't the Koch network was supposed to be set up kind of like this. Don't you have some of these efforts that have tried to emulate this? Have they been effective? Uh, the RNC is also supposed to be in this business. I mean, with the apparatus we have, why has it failed so miserably? Because some of the groups that have been set up on the right are more about the intra-family fight and the primaries than they are about actually winning the general election. And we see this quite a bit with uh, different groups aligning with your or announcing they're going to support different candidates and then attacking uh, fellow conservatives. What the left has really done is outside of the primary fights that they have at all levels of government, 
Um, they've set up this infrastructure so that whenever the Democratic voters ultimately settle on a candidate, there's already the infrastructure in place to help them turn their voters out to the polls. I mean, one of the things that we really need to concentrate on, and, you know, a wise man once said, you know, when you're when the, the opposition tells you what they're going to do, you should actually listen. There was a Washington Post article that wasn't too long ago. And there was, you know, remember, there was a lot of criticism of the, of the Biden campaign um, that they weren't raising money, but they also weren't hiring staff. And then they put out a Washington Post article that said basically they intend to have a minimalist presidential campaign because they're going to export a lot of the basic functions to the DNC and the state parties. So they're raising money for the Democratic Party structure, both the state parties and the national parties. But also they're going to rely upon these dark money groups to do their get out the vote operation. Why? Because they can basically raise money in unlimited amounts from these donors and it can be much more effective uh, for them to do it. And it's going to be able to benefit candidates up and down the ballot. I mean, really, we as the Carolyn's right. And we as the conservative movement have had a Pearl Harbor. But, you know, uh, one of the things that that happened after 2004 is, uh, you know, the left went through the stages of grief. Uh, and this was pointed out in my, Matt Bide's uh, uh, book, The Argument. Uh, the first stage is denial, where you sit there and you say, it's not our fault. We're right. And everyone else is wrong. Then you gradually come to acknowledgement. OK, something here has to change. And then there's the frantic search for the thing. And we have to find the thing that will save us. Well, we know what the thing is that will save us. We know what's going to make us more competitive. And that is to actually establish a get out the vote infrastructure that's going to turn out MAGA conservative, conservative independents uh, and, and Republicans to the polls so that we can actually prevail in a lot of these close contests. And the final thing is, um, you know, we've got a lot of polling right now that everybody is saying, wow, it looks great. You know, President Trump is tied with Joe Biden and other candidates are competitive. Um, remember 2022, how everybody was relying on positive polling to say, wow, this is going to be a great election cycle for Republicans. And we all know what happened then. Don't trust the polls. Um, get out the vote is hard work. It's laborious. Um, it's boring. But it's really the basic blocking and tackling of politics. And it's something that we've neglected for too long. It's not too late for us to mitigate this and actually do something about it. But we all collectively need to make the decision that this is going to be a priority. Fund it, staff it and execute it. Uh, Bill, how do people uh, follow you? Uh, at McGinley WJ uh, on Getter and WJ McGinley on Twitter. Also, uh you, you're also working on a book, right? I don't know if you can give us a title, but you're working on a book that's, that's going to come out in the spring from the great team of Roger Kimball and those guys over at Encounter. Yeah, I mean, basically, we're doing a deep dive into this and so we can educate everybody about what actually happens in politics. You know, everybody thinks that politics is just about electing candidates. It's not. Uh, it's a much broader definition that sweeps in a lot of things from the earned media to everything else. But the real focus is going to be on the get out the vote infrastructure that the left has done. And so we're working diligently on this uh, book and hope to have it done soon so we can get it published early next year to really educate the war room posse. Perfect. Uh, Bill, you're beloved by the war room posse. So Godspeed. You're working with Roger Kimmel and a great team there. I look forward to having you back on, sir. Thank you for having me. Um, and we will put up. Uh, I tell you, let's let's we'll put up uh, bills on Getter. Uh, he's put some great stuff up. We'll get his social media up. Uh, your thoughts, Brian Kennedy? Where are we? And how do, how the hell do we get out of here? There is no substitute for victory, brother Kennedy, as you know.
No, I think that's right, Steve. I think uh, now is the time to take this even more seriously than we have been. The other side, as I said, is highly motivated. Our side's highly motivated, but we somehow think this is self-correcting. And there is a substantial part of our side that thinks that even though the election was stolen in 2020 and in many places in 2022, somehow in 2024, that's not going to happen. And I've been telling folks, we're not going to outvote the steal in 2024. Much work needs to be done to make sure that there are free and fair elections around the country before 2024. Yes, we need to get out the vote. Yes, we need to do all sorts of logistical things that make you know, running an election possible. But until we can guarantee for the American people or to the best of our ability that there's going to be a fair election, there is going to be, first, a lot of people who we, we don't want them to stay home, but they might stay home because they think the election will be stolen. And there'll be a fair number of people who just get frustrated and they'll come out and vote, but they'll have very little confidence. The real crisis in America today is that we've not done anything to give American people confidence that the elections are fair. And for the good of the republic, both the left and the right need to, to embrace the idea that there should be, has to be a fair election. And until we change that dynamic and give people confidence, this country well, is going to be 70, seven, yeah, 70 percent of the people, up to 70 percent of the people think the election is not fair, including Democrats that join. Obviously, many of the people on the Republican side. But when they've built this kind of off balance sheet apparatus from these big donors, many of whom are foreigners because dark money really can't tell, um, they got a system that's working. So why are they ever going to come together to 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 change it? If the stealing that goes on works in their favor, we're never right. going to get them to the table to, to say, even even if there's some of their some of their voters are saying, you know, I, I don't know if I have confidence in it. As long as they're running the tables, they're not going to change, are they? Well, when I say when I say the left, I mean, there are Americans who are still registered Democrats who still believe in the country. And we can't exclude those folks. I mean, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is appealing to those folks today. And I guess that's really what I mean. The, the American okay. left at the highest level, the Democratic Party, is itself dominate, dominated by the communist left. And it is, it is uh, an organization that operates much like a Marxist organization, if not literally like a Marxist organization. And so it believes it can lie, cheat, and steal and do anything necessary to win an election. And so fair play no longer exists for the Democratic Party, I fear, at the highest levels. But there are still American people. I mean, some of the war room posse, I would venture to say, are probably registered Democrats because the message of Donald yeah. Trump is, is one that appeals to a broad number of people. So I, I only mean ever to say by that that there are people on the on the yep. political spectrum that that can embrace everything that the populist MAGA movement has been offering them, and we can't exclude those people. But until we take this as if this were a political war, we're going to lose. Political war. Uh, how do people get to you? What's your social media, brother? Brian T. Kennedy on Getter. Thanks very much. 
Brother Kennedy, you're one of the smartest and wisest men I know. Thank you very much for joining us on a Saturday. Brian T. Kennedy. Short break. Some uh, words of wisdom from your host next in the world. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a small retail business almost $80,000. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a manufacturing business nearly two hundred and fifty grand, And COVIDtaxrelief.org just got a large distribution business almost $900,000. If you run a business, church, or nonprofit and paid your employees through all or part of the pandemic, you could qualify for up to $26,000 per employee through the government's CARES Act. But beware of clickbait or pay upfront companies who make you do the work and take a huge percentage of your refund. COVIDtaxrelief.org receives a low reasonable commission only after you receive your refund. And with 300 CPAs and tax experts, no one is better at getting you the maximum benefit than COVIDtaxrelief.org. Visit COVIDtaxrelief.org now because this plan expires soon. That's COVIDtaxrelief.org, COVIDtaxrelief.org. The refund examples are not a guarantee and not all businesses qualify. That's why you have to check today with COVIDtaxrelief.org. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bann. Uh, we couldn't uh, track down, we couldn't, I shouldn't say track down, we couldn't get uh, Dr. Sean Rollins up uh, in Maui. We're going to get him on Monday. Remember, he's Jace Medical. And I want to just say a thing about Jace Medical. They've done an amazing job. As we hurtle towards, you heard it yesterday from Nicole at New Federal State, we are hurtling towards a kinetic war with the Chinese Communist Party, brought on by our weakness and our inability and failure to assist Lao Beijing and take down the Chinese Communist Party. Jace Medical has solved one of the biggest strategic problems we have. The Economist this week talks about the supply chains. In one of its cover stories, the supply chains are messed up because the Chinese Communist Party still still controls most of it. In generic medicine, they control all of it. In, in the active pharmaceutical ingredients, 100%. Jace Medical gives you a solution to that. So go to jacemedical.com. Check it out today. Immerse yourself in information on this and make the right choice for yourself. Dr. Sean, we're going to try to get on Monday. One of the reasons we're going to try to get him on Chris Hoare is because of the great efforts of Chris Hoare and the team at uh, Satellite Phone Store. This situation in Maui shows you, bang, in a snap of a finger, no matter how much long-term prepared you are, this thing can overwhelm you. A fire, a flood, anything. Look at Vermont. Look at Maui. Talk to us about what you've got. Why is it more important than ever that people have satellite phones, sir? Well, Steve, it's because they work no matter what. And as we've seen in Hawaii this week in Maui, uh, satellite, uh, sorry, cell phone service and 911 are all down. There is no uh, any form of communication if you have a cell phone um, or even a landline. But uh, satellite phone service has worked all week. It has been up 100% of the time because, Steve, it doesn't rely on ground-based infrastructure. So a satellite phone connects directly to the satellite in the sky, which means you can always make or receive calls or send or receive texts. 
And that's why it's so important. They save lives. We have the first responders out there in Maui. We donated over $30,000 worth of equipment to them this week so that they could get their job done and start the search and rescue efforts. And, uh, you know, because it's so, it's so important. But listen, your viewers can, can get this communications too because we have these phones right now and they are running, they are, they are selling fast, Steve, as you can imagine this week. Um, but we have the, the satellite phones for free with activation, the Iridium 9555 sat phone, free with activation. That's a $1,500 saving. And uh, you get 100 minutes a month for just 99 bucks a month. You, you can make calls, receive calls, send and receive texts on Maui right now as the first responders are doing with our equipment. <clears throat> but this can happen everywhere and anywhere. And look, it, it is happening. We're seeing wildfires in California and across the country. And these fires take out cell phone service. So if you go to sat123.com, that's sat123.com right now, you can get a free satellite phone with activation or you can call us at 941-955-1020. That's 941-955-1020. Um, but uh, as you know, Steve, these phones, you know, they don't make millions of these every year. They just make a few hundred thousand and they do run out. So I implore people not to wait until it's too late. We, we, we appreciate you making this uh, available to the War Room Posse. So I want everybody to hit it. Go check it out. Go to the website, get the information, call one of the people, walk through everything. Don't let what happened to the folks in Maui help uh, happen to you because we've had a tough time even getting our crew over there uh, for the uh, for to get them up and tell us what's going on because cell phone cell phone service has been down. Chris Hoare, thank you very much. Look forward to having you back on next week. Thank you, brother. Thank you, Steve. Satellite phone store and they shipped over a bunch of uh, equipment so people, the first responders, could work. Okay, um, Birchgold.com. Make sure you go right now and get the free. Uh, slash Bannon to get the free pricey on what's coming up. The end of the dollar empire with the beginning of an alternative currency. Is it going to um, take over the dollar and shut the dollar down? They want no. This is a process called de-dollarization. It's going to impact your life, and you will find out why in the coming days ahead as we go through this. Make sure you talk to the experts at Birch Gold to find out why the central banks in the world are buying more gold than ever, why the central bank in the United States is printing more money than ever. Ask them that question. Wait for their response. Okay, we're going to leave. By the way, President Trump live today. Later, he's going to be at the Iowa State Fair with a contingent of congressmen from Florida. So make sure you're there checking that out on Real America's Voice. Now we're going to leave you in the homage to the songs we had this week about America. From Maine, the one-eyed country singer, Dick Curlis, a tombstone every mile, a great trucking song. Have a fabulous rest of your weekend. We'll see you back here on Monday morning. All you big and burly men who roll the trucks along, better listen, you'll be thankful when you hear my song. You have really got it made if you're hauling goods any place on earth but those Hainesville
Veterans, you know, we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in extreme short supply across the United States. But you know that. Because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical. That's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700 thousand Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart, And those you care about, please go to WarRoomHealth.com. That's WarRoomHealth.com. All one word, WarRoomHealth.com. 
Use the code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out.